You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Uh, you ready to go? Yeah. Ready? Uh, in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Uh, Bordy, it's been a minute. I think maybe a month since we recorded a podcast, or is it close to that? Uh, maybe a little over a month. It's been a long time, but I know I've been on a couple of, of vacations over the summer and I yeah. think you've been kind of gone and doing some other things too. So just kind of life gets in the way sometimes, you know? Yeah. I've been kind of gone for real, like in more ways than one. Uh, yeah. we got a lot of, uh, we got a lot to talk about because of our absence in new world. Uh, we got tons of, we got a season two drop. So tons of new content in the game. We've got some expansion, Stuff to discuss. We got uh, tons of Twitch drops and all that other stuff to cover. So uh, let's let's hop right in here with the news. Uh, the Wasteland Wanderer Twitch drop. It lasts until August 2nd. Uh, it, it is one of those five-part drops again. You'll need to watch a Twitch streamer and claim it. Well, how often is the does the New World drops work? Every two hours or every four hours? You claim of watch time, you can claim a new drop. It was staggered, I think, there last time. If I remember right, I think it was staggered amounts of time you had to watch, but I don't I don't know oh, what okay. it is this time, to be honest. Okay, well, anyways, uh, a full set of armor is available on Twitch drops. Just make sure you... Oh, uh, here it is. I have it. You, yeah. get the, the, you get the arm it for two hours. You get the weather duster for four hours. So every two hours, you'll get a drop, as long as you're claiming them, yeah. Okay, perfect. So... Make sure you hit claim because that's one of the things that people do. They they go AFK and then they never like they only get one piece. Like you have to hit hitting, keep hitting claim. Uh, Frontier Wastelander store skins are available. Those are paid. Uh, the summer medley. Uh, oh, okay. Let's do one more thing. The prime gaming loot is available until August seventeenth. That involves a bunch of consumables in game, including a runestone stopwatch, which actually like literally zero people use. And uh, 10 vials of Bezos. So, you know, uh, Bezos is, uh, he's, he's fishing all of us. There's no, there's no doubt with the new world stuff. He, he's catfishing the, the heck out of a vegetable boil. Like this, this man owns a billion dollar yacht and, and he's given us 10, 10 suspended Azoth vials. Bordy, what, what do you have to say about that? What would you, if Jeff Bezos is on the wise. podcast, what would you say right now about him divvying out 10 vials of suspended Azoth for for Amazon Prime? I mean, I I don't I don't I mean it's fine, dude. Like what do we expect to get from Amazon Prime drops? I don't know, like discounts or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> discounts on what? <laughs> on the game? They, the they game. sell everything over there, man. Well, true. Everything is quite monetized now, but I, yeah. you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's free stuff. Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's not, I, don't, I don't care. That's true. And you get a pre, you get a free sub on, on Twitch prime. Yeah. You can check, you know, check below. Uh, there's blue crown. Uh, if you, you got that available on your name or you, you have a Twitch prime available, you could use that in, in Twitch chat, any Twitch chat really doesn't matter which one. I mean, even like this Twitch chat, you know, 
You could do oh, Twitch boy. Prime, get Prime sub, Prime gaming sub. You know, don't forget to hit the Prime button. So, final thing is Summer Medley Fair is happening July nineteenth. Uh, Bordy. So, I do you anticipate any changes if they put that up for? Uh, yes, on the PTR. There are a few, yeah, there's a few All changes. Right. There's gonna be a new. Yeah, there's gonna be a new music or several new music sheets that you can get. There's gonna be a really hard song that's coming into the game. I played on the PTR. It is quite hard. And then if you expert that, you'll get a Guitar Hero title. And then there's three new items coming into the cat into the uh, not the cash shop, geez, into the event shop. So if you've already grinded out everything you wanted last year, all of that stuff is coming back along with three new items. So you, it, it, like for okay. me, I, I I like this a lot because now I don't have to go back and get everything yep, that I, I got agree. last year, and I don't like it's not a whole new shop, and I think that's great because I don't really want to spend a ton of time grinding that out. I would I love the fact that we're only getting a few new things, and I can just get those and kind of go on my way. Because I've already put in the work before, and I'm I'm not mad at that. And then if I want to continue to get some more of the decorations or something, I have that option. But I don't feel like I have to just grind out that event. So I think it's good. I, I like the way they they're doing it. To be honest. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, it is. It's nice to not have to regrind an event so hard to get all the collectibles. At least, obviously, that I like when they also add some sort of value to armors or weapons in game that you can grind like the patterns and stuff i think are really good and historically summer uh summer medley fair has had some of the best patterns um available so that's exciting that those are what are those resilient ML elemental aversion refreshing, refreshing yeah, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. one of the one of the better uh available event patterns those will be coming back hopefully as well and then obviously I'm looking forward to the, to mastering the music, uh, and the fishing, uh, you know, uh, as well. Um, yeah, well, I don't think it's a bad way to introduce new songs, you know, like with this event, like this is a way for them to introduce new songs every year. And I think it's, I think that's fine. Like for the people that enjoy the music, it's a way to introduce new stuff. Like, I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't it's mind good. it at all. It's good. It's good. Um, and apparently they buff fishing, so I haven't done it yet. Uh, I really only do it once a year during the medley fair, so maybe this is this will be the time where I get to try fishing. See this, the fishing buffs again, uh, and then apparently get all my you can make fish a lot of mounts. money doing it now. Yeah, get all yeah, the fish I, mounts. I didn't get them last time. Did you get all of them last time? I did for the house. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. I'll yeah, I collected them all, man. I, I'm a completionist, dude. I've learned the older I get, the more of a completionist I become, and so I just yeah. did it. I just did it all last last the last time plus i didn't have anything else to do in the game so i just grinded all the fish yeah the older i get the the less i care so mm, yeah we're uh, drifting in opposite directions for sure uh okay so oh here we go uh that's it for the news anything else you can think of before we uh no, that's it. There were a couple of forged in tournaments that happened since our last episode. There was a couple of decent ones, I think, but a lot of them were were fluff. So if you haven't watched the forged in tournaments, you can go check those out. The last one was over like the music in a tournament, which is an interesting watch. Again, if you like that kind of stuff, the behind the scenes look. Uh, whenever we went down to AGS Red, we met we met the guy, and and now his his name is 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 eluding me. I can't remember, but he was the French guy who we met. He was a very nice fella, and he was on that forged in a tournament. I'm talking about how they did the music and. I think yeah, the music it, in the game is pretty legendary. It's I some mean, of the best I've heard in a game, so it's yeah, pretty good. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it, it, the sound in general in New World is like top tier. If it, if there was some sort of tier list on video game sound, New World would be up there 100%, and he's partly responsible for that. Uh, yeah, he's a, a very nice gentleman, uh, and it's, it's kind of cool to see him be a part of these videos as well. 
Uh, so de definitely go check that one out. I, I don't know the name particularly of this uh, Forge, Forge and Eternum. Uh, I don't remember on, either. It was, it was the most recent one, but there was a few since we've done our last podcast. I didn't feel like listing yeah. all of those out on the okay. show notes. Well, but, go, go watch Forge uh, and Eternum if you like behind-the-scenes peaks into game development. Is that good enough of a plug? I think so. Yeah. They need to give us some kickback, you know what I'm saying? We need to get a little bit of an arrangement going on there, dude. We, you know, we'll promote Forge and Eternum. On the podcast, just like we do every every single episode. I don't think we've done an episode since they started making that show uh, that we haven't mentioned Forge and Eternum. So go True. go check it out. Uh, Bordy does seems to have some sort of what at least uh, moderate interest in it, don't you? I watch every one. I like them, man. Okay, I mean, I don't know them. what the hate is on them. You know, it's like, dude, if you don't want to watch it, just don't watch it. Well, a lot of people do. Don't a lot of people it. hate on the Forge and Eternals. And it's like, bro, if you don't want to watch just don't watch it. Like, if you don't want to watch it, then just don't watch it. You know, you're not forced hey, to watch it. Uh, you you know? Listen, bro, people, that's like a life philosophy thing, I feel like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the the internet the has brought some in. sort of an entitlement into someone where it feels like if they don't enjoy something they have to make other people hate it and that's what they're just they're trying to do you know what i mean they want you to hate yeah. it or you like it and they want you to hate it I, yeah and, i don't uh, mind it it's like some of them are like okay this was kind of like whatever you know but i mean i like them man but you know it's fine there you go there you go let's put it in quotes i like it man it's fine and then that'll mm. be like in the next you know what i mean that'll be like in the in the uh ad of the you know how they promote the, <laughs> the show. Forge and the terms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I yeah. like it, man. It's fine. Why do people hate it? <laughs> Quote BDLG. <laughs> That's how they. Uh, uh, anyways, all right. Well, let's just let's just move on. Uh, our main topic this week is just to catch up about New World, how our experiences have been in New World season two, and then we're gonna have a little bit of we. You know us. We like to speculate. We're gonna speculate on the expansion. And, and what's potentially coming forward. And then we have an announcement to make at the end of the stream uh, or end of the episode that should be really good. So let's go. Uh, uh, Bordy, season two has came out. Season two introduced a raid, a 10-man trial, a season pass, another one, uh, of course, and then a seasonal storyline uh, in Brimstone Sands, the new zone or the newest zone to New World. So let's let's start there. Season story, dude. Um, you know, another another quest line, um, another opportunity to kinda, you know, I thought the quest line rewards were really good this time around, if if they didn't ignore the fact that the medium equip load doesn't just equip medium armor. Uh, I thought I felt like it would be, they would have a lot they would have been a lot better. But but uh yeah, season storyline, pretty decent rewards for the raid. Got you kind of you know, gave you at least a baseline of some gear for the raid. What, what was your overall take of the seasonal story? I actually liked it. This is the first time I've played through this story and actually listened to everything and enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I did like it. I think this is the, probably the best job they've done on telling a story within the game. They built a little bit upon what happened in season one. And I went back and, and quickly played through season one as well. Uh, just to, just to get a gist. Cause I, I admittedly just flew through the season one story. I just really didn't care. And uh, I, I had heard season two story was a lot better. So I wanted to make sure I actually put an effort into trying to get into the story because I never have a new world. Because let's be honest, the lore is like literally all over the place with this game. I think they're getting better. I think they're trying to push the story into a much better direction. Mm -hmm. But man, it's it's still in pretty, it, like it's just in shambles, man. Like every time you go, 
do a story. All the all the early game story is changing. It's just really hard to keep up with the lore in New World. But but to their to their uh, I guess to their praise, th this story was really good. I liked it. The voice acting is really good. Um, it it kind of left you hanging with with wanting more. I enjoyed it. I thought this was the best job they've done so far. And if they can continue to build on that. And I think the stories will be good in New World. I think people will play it and enjoy the, the lore and the story of the game. Yeah, um, I skipped all of it. And just to try to get ready, you know what I mean? Try to get it done and so I could move on with the, to try to do the raid and all the other events. But overall, I, I, I like the idea of having seasonal stories or progressing like some sort of mini story throughout the seasons. I think it's a good way to bring people back and, and people that do care about lore, lore and story um for new world get an opportunity to kind of get some more of that so i think it's good overall uh like i said that the, the rewards for the the quests are heading in the right direction but i i hate the fact uh not to go on a rant or anything but i hate the fact that they ignore the way that their own armor system works you know what i mean they give you they give us sets and they're always like all light like the sagacious set is all light even though we all know we don't equip all light for light you know what I mean? That's what they did with the story quest. That was my one complaint, uh, if I'm allowed to have one, is that they gave us, like, literally five pieces of medium gear. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, like, you can only use two in a light or, you know, and even in a heavy, I think you only use one piece of medium, right? Depending yeah, on the way it's, you go. Uh, they do that with every with every set they introduce into the game, though. Uh, I guess just for consistency across the board, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Of giving it to us the other way. Maybe. I don't know, Why don't but, we yeah, just change the... I got an idea. Let's change the armor system to where it works that way, because <laughs> that makes the most sense out of anything. Yeah, uh, the only unfortunate part about that is if you were to do like add a shield to a light build, you wouldn't be able to go like light sword and. Or how and about this round? That, round just fits into a light build, and then kite just fits into the medium build, and then heavy <laughs> just fits yeah, into. Yeah, I mean that would be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, anyways, uh, overall, like obviously, season season story is good. Season Pass, uh, we got a Season Pass reset, a full reset, 100 more, or technically 200 more rewards uh, added to the Season Pass. Um, you got through yours the first time, right, through Season 1? Uh, yeah, um, I actually 100%ed everything in Season 1. I did, I did it all, dude. Yes, nice. Uh, how was that? Uh, it was fine. I actually ended up enjoying it. Uh, just It just... Again, it just gave me something to do in the game, you know, whereas otherwise I would have just been kind of running around aimlessly doing the same yeah. uh, OPRs over and over and over. And I, I, I may be in the minority here, but I get really, really bored of OPRs like they're fun uh, for a little while. But if I spam them, I guess I've just been playing the game since the beginning of the game. And I'm just like, bro, I'm just I get really bored of them. I still do them because I still have fun every now and then. But man, I do get bored. So I, I I just have found other ways to enjoy the game, and that's one of them that I did was just doing all of the season one stuff. It just gave me something to do. Yeah, I think that that is what the season pass excels at, and I've I've kind of said this in the past is, uh, you know, the season pass is is really good for like uh, the longevity of the game. I think we just haven't had since they've implemented the season pass, we haven't had like a real. Um, amount of content or like you know a, a bolus of of events and stuff that would bring back a large player base to have it retain other players right i think the season pass is great for re player retention and for keeping people playing the game and giving them purpose and playing the game i think you know one of the things and we're probably going to talk about this later is the seasons that I haven't done is really 
bring give like a really big reason for people to come back to the game. So uh, I'm excited to see when the expansion comes and then people come back and experience the expansion and then also notice that there's a season pass. I'm interested to see how that kind of works in synergy, but I think the season passes are great. Uh, I think they do they they did a good job with uh, with them, and the season yeah pass, there are. I mean, I think there's still problems. No yeah, like whenever they introduced season two, they made some blunders. There was people just standing on top of uh in the, in the scorpion place just farming it for like all day long, and they just maxed out their season pass very quickly. Wait, tell uh, me about this. And then they this? came in. So there was like what a well, I don't know if I'd call it an exploit, but there was there was uh, activities on the card that that allowed you to just go to one spot on the map and you could sit there and just like very quickly get these activities done. You know the cave all right, with all where the scorpions is that at? in there. I would like to go there. You can't do it now. They changed the spawn. Why but didn't someone here's tell the thing. me that before they fixed it? Well, here's the thing. They it's been like that since the introduction of Brimstone, you know. And so then their announcement was that there was a bug with the spawn, and so that they had to change the spawn because it was something messed up with the spawn. When in fact, that wasn't the case. They were fixing. They were fixing the fact that people were in there just farming it for the season pass. And it's like, bro, I, I don't know. It's things like that that they they really. Like they're, I think they're getting better at, at things like that, but it's it's almost every time something's implemented, somebody get, finds a way around this stuff, which I guess happens in most all games. Yeah, and it's, it's the speed when... at which they fixed it is is important, and they did get it fixed like the day after. So, you know, it, it, it did get fixed, but it was a problem there for a little while. But here's the thing, man: I have been playing the game now. Granted, I I play the game a lot every day, mm -hmm. uh, so I have way more hours than most people do. And I have a lot more time to play during the day than most people do because I obviously stream it for six, seven hours a day or, well, not that long, I guess like five or six hours a day. But, but nonetheless, like I played a lot. And so I've just been doing it normally. I haven't tried to cheese it or anything. And I'm almost max. I'm 80. I'm at 80 plus, like 83, 84. Right now. Uh, right now, yeah. But I haven't done, I have not tried to hard level it though. I've just been doing the journeys. And the journeys give you, like I did the, whole story and i've been doing the journey tasks and those give you a lot of xp and that's all i've been doing and it's uh i'm like yeah i'm like level 80 something dang it goes it goes back quick yeah it's not that hard to level up and i think they I, I feel like they've done a good job it's fun again it gives me something to work towards and something to do in the game and that's that's yeah. i enjoy i enjoy it yeah no i i agree with you about uh opr and stuff being repetitive and, and needing something to do in the game uh aside from that but yeah, I, I left about, I think, uh, 30, 30 uh, rewards on the table <laughs> last last season, so I didn't finish it. So I, I probably have half an armor set and everything like that, but I wish I would have known about that uh, that area. I would have went there and probably farmed it out. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this time I think I'm only rank 11, so... So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you were to go to get there and do it, then you'd you'd be able to get it done pretty quick. But I've been playing. I've been playing the game a lot. So, yeah, I I I just I like earning rewards as I play the game the way that I want to, but I typically won't go out of the way to like do something to get rewards. You know what I mean? If I yeah. don't enjoy I, it, so. Well, and here's the thing: I think if you played the game that way throughout the entire season, you would be close, if not completely. I was close, but I was pass. like twenty. I was uh, like 20. I, I I think I was like rank 80 or something. So I left like yeah. 70, 80, which is like doing whatever the fudge I want. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I probably would have got there if I would, if I didn't. But uh, yeah, so season passed. Season two is available now. You can get the premium version or you can buy the premium plus 20 version. I think what's the difference? $10. 
So that's just if you want to speed up your track by 20, 20 rewards, you buy the 20, and that's the only difference. Uh, you still get the same the same exact rewards, uh, whether you buy the 20 or not. So you can do the premium one, and you get twice the rewards. You can go back, and, and again, this is just kind of a reminder. You can retroactively buy the pass and then get the, all the rewards that you earned. So if you're on the fence about the you know how much you're going to play New World, just don't pay for the pass. And if you end up playing a lot, then buy the premium pass, and then you'll get all the rewards backwards, right? Yep. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to the actual content they added, which was, let's start with the 10-man raid, the hatchery trial. Uh, Bordy, um, uh, this is a 10-man trial. It's just a boss, uh, much like the worm raid. Uh, but it's just a boss. Basically, it's uh, uh, several rounds of of ad spawning, and then at the very end, you have a boss fight. Fight. Um, what What are your thoughts on the hatchery trial as as a piece of content in New World? Uh, I like it. I think it's a pretty fun fight. We've been doing it a whole lot here recently. I think it's okay. So I, what I really liked was the fact that you could go do these solo. And I don't think we talked about that in the story. Um, and this really isn't a spoiler to the story itself, but you do get to enjoy like a solo trial at the end. And I thought that was fun. One yeah, of the things that I cool. hated and I still hate about the seasonal trial itself is the vortex mechanic that yanks everybody off the side of the map. I think it's a <laughs> stupid mechanic. Uh, it, it's like uh, the way it works. Like I think the idea behind it is fine. And I think if you make a mistake and you get yanked off the map, that's one thing. But if you're literally just standing in one spot and you're not moving at all and the vortex comes in and just completely rips half your squad off the map, then that's just that's just, in my opinion, poor design. Like if you're holding your W key and you get vortexed in and you walk off the side because you're holding your W key. OK, I got it. Or if you miss like the mechanic to to like not to, to stop walking or whatever, or you miss the dodge avoidable mechanics, that's fine. But when you literally are just not moving at all and you get vortexed in and you you can't stop your momentum from getting slung off the side of the map, that's stupid, man. I think that's terrible design, to be honest. I think it's horrible. I don't think it provides any value to the players. I don't think it provides any kind of value to the, the fight. And if it weren't for that, I would say this would be a super fun, excellent trial. I think the vortex mechanic is absolutely scuffed. And I've only been pulled off of there. Like today we did it, I don't know, today we did it like six times or something we did the whole thing six times i got pulled off once so it's not like it's that big of a deal that i get yanked off every fight or anything but it just is annoying when it happens it's like i i don't i don't understand it just doesn't provide any fun but other than that with that little rant out of the way i do enjoy the hatchery i think it's a really cool addition i think the 10-man trial is fun and i and i am looking forward to them adding more of those with each season because i think that's a seasonal thing for season two and then we'll have another seasonal trial for season three or whatever so i think they're fun i i i enjoy it whenever we go run it i do have fun doing it yeah yeah um oh you know as far as an addition goes to the you know the painting that is new world i i think it's an i think honestly out of the raid formats that they introduced between this and the worm i like the 10 man better i think 10 men is the perfect amount of of you know uh male or female combatants that is easy it makes it like fun to get that many people together without making it like extremely tedious and and uh you know uh, feel like you're hurting cats which is like sometimes when you get like 20 25 man raids it it's just like a revolving door uh but we're going to talk about the raid later uh but the hatchery i felt like 10 men perfect size of uh trial 
Uh, the fight though is a little bit like easy. I think I went in there blind and just, we cleared it the first time. You know what I mean? There's no difficulty level, uh, really with the hatchery that is, would be considered like in game raid content. Uh, but I don't I, know if it's meant to be though, you know? Yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, the seasonal one. Yeah. I, I get, I can understand that for sure. But, but it, overall, I think the 10 man, uh, size is perfect for new world. And hopefully this is a trial between size or like player size or group size. Uh, you know what they want to do, like the mm -hmm. actual raid in the game, because these aren't raids. I'd like to, I'd like to nix that in the butt right now. These are like just boss fights, uh, just one, you know, one boss fight. So, uh, the hatchery, uh, though, yeah, I, I do prefer the size on that. And, but overall, the content uh, was fun the first time for sure. Uh, but but I I definitely think the the challenge level was pretty low uh, overall, and the rewards. And this is this is going to be. Uh, I mean, I going to try to temper myself a little bit, but th this is a a huge L for both the rewards of of both of these in game events. We'll talk more about this during the or I'll talk more about it during the, the worm talk but uh yeah overall i thought the hatchery is cool hopefully they do these seasonal trials i like these i don't know how you feel i like this more than i like the open world bosses would you agree with uh, that yeah because the open world bosses just ultimately turn into a just an absolutely boring um zerg fest so you either have a massive zerg out there doing these things or you don't have enough people at all to complete them and so they turn into just oftentimes a mess and they're 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 not as engaging to me as these. So yeah, I would say I, I have probably enjoyed the hatchery a little bit more than than most of the open world encounters we've had so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this was this would be cool if they did something like this as Ten Man for the seasonal stuff. I or uh, the seasonal events. I, I like this a lot. So this is cool. The format's cool. Ten Man, perfect. I think the perfect size for New World. Seasonal events. So you're you said for seasonal events, you're meaning like not seasons. You're meaning like for like uh, like uh, like Halloween. You know, and those yeah, they typically do like yeah. the raid, the open world mm -hmm. raid boss that moves around, and it's kind of. I I don't find it fun to chase something around by having to like teleport to a shrine and run. Like I think this is way better. Put a ten man together, you queue in, you get it done. Like uh, that's more fun to me uh, than the open world stuff for a lot of reasons. One is, like you said, it just the the, the open world stuff just gets zerged down anyways. So like, but then there come. I also think there becomes a point during that event where you there's not enough people to want to do it. So then it's hard. You can't yeah, do it. So I, yeah, I like that's the what I was to you. yeah I like the ten man raid uh, silent and I, hopefully they explore this like seasonal thing. For seasons, but also the seasonal events too. I think is this is great. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the worm raid. So, uh, you know, the worm raid came out. It's a twenty man raid, elite raid. Uh, which is, I mean, really like I think the the difference is like the the twenty man versus ten man as far as size goes. It's still a boss fight. It's like a, an arena, but twenty men in there uh, overall. I thought the design of the the worm and and the the mechanics are pretty pretty cool. At least a good step in the right direction, right? You you've done the raid a lot of times, mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll let you talk about you know just your overall experiences with the raid and stuff, and then we'll kind of uh, we'll kind of break down, uh, you know, what I, like the overall thoughts are. But 
Yeah, so I did the raid on the PTR, did it a few times on the PTR, and it was very easy on the PTR, obviously. Like, we did it, we finished it very quickly. Uh, once everybody kind of had the mechanics down, it was pretty easy. And then it goes on to live, and on live, it is, I mean, the, the difficulty is ramped up significantly. So they added a mechanic where your melee get hit now, where on the PTR, melee did not get hit. They were basically safe the entire time, which is one of the reasons why it was so easy on the PTR. Uh, on on live there is a swipe mechanic from the boss that will take out your melee if you're not paying attention you can block it you can dodge it uh it's 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 not that bad but one of the things they did is is that that is now strike damage and so you really if you're a, a melee dps you want to slot all jaspers into your gear uh and that helps out tremendously with that um, particular mechanic, but, but overall it, it did get a lot harder. I mean, the boss hits a lot harder. He has a lot more health than he did on the PTR. It just takes a lot longer. takes a little bit more coordination. I've heard a lot of people complain that now the raid is just far, far too hard. And it's like, I'm not real sure what we want as players, to be honest, because on the PTR, it was way easy. And I felt like this is, this is not good. Like this is not actual raid content. This is nowhere close to it. Uh, we needed it to be more difficult and on live. I feel like it's to me. I feel like it's okay. We spent a massive amount of time last Saturday with a static group trying to get through it. We never beat it on Saturday. We came back on Sunday. We didn't beat it. And then we came back. It was like Tuesday or something. Our group got back together and we, we instantly killed it. And now we have the, we have it on farm. And every time that static group group goes in there, it's an easy kill. It's like a under 10 minute kill. So we've killed it. I mean, we've, we've taken up the, the sandworm a whole lot at this point. It's, and, and it's not now it's like, it's like any other encounter. It's very easy. And I think the problem is this, this type of content requires a very coordinated group, man. You have to put together a group uh, whenever you're pugging it. I think at some point it will be puggable because a lot of people will know the, know the mechanics, et cetera. But right now, Whenever a lot of people don't know it, they don't have the right gear on or whatever, you really have to do some coordination and some preparation to get prepared to take this thing down. Because if you're not pumping out enough DPS, you're going to be in the fight forever. You're going to ultimately end up losing. So you have to really kind of min-max your DPS to an extent. You have to get proper roles together. And to me, that's kind of what raid content should be. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know like the raids are meant to be like hard really hard like end game content that you have to coordinate to get done so i'm not real sure like i'm not real sure that i agree with the argument that it's too hard because at the end of the day the sandworm is not too hard like once once you get the mechanics down you will like you can burn through it we're doing it in less than 10 minutes every single time we go in there to fight the worm um and i understand like yes i play the game a lot uh but so i i have the opportunity to do that and and a lot of people that don't play the game a lot may not but it just gives you it gives you something to work for, I think, and work towards, I think. And this is much different than like other gated style of content because it's not it's not time gated at all. You can put together your own group if you want to, if you want to put the word together or if you want to put the work in to get there. It's a little bit different. So I overall, man, I have thoroughly been enjoying the raid. We've rented a bunch. It's been fun. I have I have really liked it. Uh, and, and I, I like, I don't, I don't know what the answer is for players that are screaming that it was too easy. And now players that are screaming, it's too hard. Like, I don't know what really you would want in the game, you know, like, I, I'm not real sure what, where, what the medium is there, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think they do the people that are screaming. I, I think they just like to scream. Uh, personally, it's just at the end of the day, 
the one on the PTR was a joke. Uh, you don't, and come I think out, it was supposed to be. You like, don't come think, out with uh, like an in-game PVE raid and then have it like clearing, like clearable on the first time. Like that's just not. No, no game shoots for that. Like world, world first on WoW. Usually, some it can sometimes take like a week or two for someone to clear it the first time. You know what I mean? Now this isn't a raid. Again, I want to clarify. This is one boss, so uh, you know uh, that's different, but. Like Destiny Two, there, there are their their raid races are always like at least twenty four hours, right? So the fact that it took that long for someone to clear it is, I think, pretty normal uh, in the scope of MMO raids. So, yeah, I think it took a couple days before before the first clear. Yeah, uh, it was at least. I mean, I think it was it was over. It was well over twenty four hours, I think, before the first clear on live. So. And I think the PTR might have been toned down on purpose so that they could get through some of the mechanics to see what mechanics were working, which weren't. They could test the mechanics versus... Because if, if it would have been a PTR like that, nobody would have probably ever cleared on the PTR, and then they wouldn't have been able to test the things they needed to test, right? So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like it's I feel like it's it's ultimately fine after doing it a whole lot, um, and, and it's, a, it's a pretty fun encounter to do. Like, I, I have been yeah. enjoying it. It definitely takes coordination. It's not like something you just throw Which together normal. and go pod, but yeah, normal. yeah, it's a, <laughs> right for for a raid. You have to have coordination. You have to have those things in place, and uh, so I, I I I think it's fun. I enjoy it. I have no problem with it. I, it is a good indication of what they could do in the future with actual raids instead of just this elite trial, because that's that's kind of what they're calling it is the elite trial of of the worm. But it's it it does give me hope for what raids could be moving forward and i i think it, it they could be a lot of fun we could have some some really fun like actual raids in the future for yeah. a new world actual raids they they yeah. showed the competence in designing a raid boss which is really big i think uh you know i do like like you said the progress the progression that you described from your personal experience is normal for raiding in an mmo you should, it should take a really long time to clear your first time. And then as your group gets more conditioned to the way that the raid expects you to perform, you eventually get it on for, farm. And then that same group should be able to reliably learn the mechanics in a way that makes it like go from like, oh, it took us 30 hours to clear it to now we're clearing it like in 30 minutes. Yeah. That, that All that stuff is normal. And complaining about that just shows the ignorance uh, that that some people have when it comes to just like, I mean, life in general, but specifically, uh, MMOs <laughs> and rating, you know what I mean? That's that part's normal. Uh, I did. I, I think there was a little bit of fear early on that they had overtuned the power of the boss. Um, but, but now that it's being cleared and being cleared reliably, it shows that nah, it was just like a skill gap or a, it was a learning. There. It was a definitely yeah, a learning, learning curve. curve yeah, exactly. What happened is people were slotting chitin into their gear, and no one knew that that was strike damage coming from the swipe, and that was killing so many groups. I mean, that was just Which wiping groups out. It's maybe a uh, game flaw, I would say, if you didn't know the damage so. that the boss was doing. It's maybe that's so. the problem well, with their physical damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. With with elemental damage, you kind of already know, but yeah. Yeah, once it was once it was figured out though, and then we all started slotting Jaspers and started surviving that that mechanic, and then we figured out kind of 
we moved past that phase into another phase and we had to figure out how to survive that mechanic and then everybody figure that out and then just yeah. the normal progression like you were talking about and it was it was a fun progress it was frustrating like i think it's supposed to be whenever you're trying to clear your first clear but mm -hmm. then once you clear it it's very it, it was a very rewarding feeling and now clearing it is it's fun man i mean the encounter is fun i think they've done a really good job on the raid overall i i enjoy it, it gives me hope and confidence for the future of of pve and raiding in in the game for sure and uh like i think i think somebody in chat had a, had a pretty good comment like uh part of the problem with with new world population is that this this is a lot of people's first mmo man and i've said this on on yeah. on stream and probably on the podcast several times too like there's so many people that play new world that have never touched an mmo before in their life and so they really don't know how this is supposed to work and how all the mechanics of an mmo are supposed to flow together and i think that is really had an impact on the game itself and flawed some of the design of the game moving forward and i think that a lot of that population could be in the population of not knowing how raids are supposed to really progress and that's not necessarily their fault they're just ignorant and i don't mean ignorant as like a like a bad derogatory term the actual ignorant definition like of ignorant the yeah. actual definition of ignorant which is you just don't know right like if you don't know something you're ignorant to how it works and i think a lot of the new world population is ignorant to how raids are supposed to function in an MMO or how any content in an MMO is supposed to function. And I think New World has had a challenge with that. They brought in this massive amount of population, which was an amazing thing. And now there's a lot of people there that really don't understand MMOs. And so now it's like this balancing act they're trying to have to figure out. And it's just an interesting thing to watch unfold. But overall, the raid, I think, is solid or the elite trial, whatever you want to call it. It is solid and it is fun. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I really, uh, the only complaint I would have about the raid is the drops. Uh, they're abysmal. Uh, and this is kind of to the, yeah. to the theme of the seasonal story rewards times about 10. Uh, number one, like, I think it doesn't help that people know that their, their gear might be obsolete in a couple of, uh, months. But this this isn't even that. Like this this is just like bro. Raid level content and difficulty should reward raid level gear and and in game items. The the I mean the the Hearthstone maybe right the 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 worm Hearthstone has to be gained through the raid. Uh, which is fine, you know. I think that's okay, but but the armor and weapons that are rewarded from this are are honestly insulting uh, for the amount of time people took to clear the raid. Like, can you imagine? I I, I just remember uh, from doing like Destiny raids or like World of Warcraft raids. You were in there competing in that high level content, going through the frustration of getting a group together and getting them coordinated and learning the events to get the highest level of gear in the game possible, right? You're trying to get the the best, most powerful stuff. And and New World, like, it, it just escapes them, uh, the concept of what's good, which is crazy to me to think about. Uh, they designed the game. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's concerning to me on a on a pretty high level. Um, well, is, what would is you there, think the rewards should be? I mean, Lord have mercy, give us, uh, you know, I think at least like maybe 630 gear, like, and that's like bait, like, you know, just anything higher than 625 uh, would make sense right now. Uh, or like give us an extra perk or a perk that doesn't exist in the game unless you do the raid. 
Uh, I mean, I could think of a hundred examples that would improve upon their current system, uh, and it wouldn't take me a lot of time. Like we could probably do it in the podcast. Well, I think that's probably a, a more of a problem with the gearing system as a whole than it is necessarily the rewards. Because right now, I do agree, like they should give you 625 gear at least coming from the raid. Because some of the gear you get, you still have to upgrade, and that's pretty bunk to me. Because I got a really good Beast Ward piece of gear that I, that I that I had to upgrade. Like, why do I have to upgrade a piece of gear that I get out of a raid that we cleared? It should be 100% should be 625. But they also, like, they are giving warded gear, which kind of sucks. And that does, like, you get this piece of gear, and it's like, well, this is not even going to be a thing in, in, at the end of the year, you know? So it sucks. But yeah, I mean, anyway, e exactly. I, yeah, I, I do agree with you 100%. The rewards are, like, we spent a ton of time in there doing it, and we did it. I wanted to do it just for the purpose of getting it done, because it's just a piece of content that was fun to do. Uh, but, yes, rewards from a raid that's that high end of content should be very, uh, very much rewarding, yes. I mean, not yeah. It, it it needs to be for 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 New World to be taken seriously as an MMO. They gotta fix this this, and it isn't just the drops, but the drops highlight the problem, and that is that it just feels like they don't know about the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. It feels well, like yeah, they do. don't like know about the game, their game. Which is kind well, yeah. of challenge. It, it, it's it's uh, and it might be like they don't know about MMOs, maybe, but but it definitely it just feels really bad. Uh, for the I'm trying to find an example of the drops that come out of here. Um, well, like Mew, Mew and Chad is saying, like it's not even useful right now since there's basically no beast damage. It gets reduced by elemental aversion, for and in that's the raid. pretty true. Well, in the raid, like elemental aversion isn't really that useful for the raid. So it's like, you know, if you're going to give us gear to run the raid easier, then you got to know like what perks to put on the gear that would actually be valuable for the for the raid. You know, like I just. Well, but but imagine like this. Are, what are do you pretty, what kind of gear do you stuffed. need to get in the raid groups initially? We What's like the mandatory perk? What's the mandatory perk that you need? Uh, well, Beast Ward. Yeah. Beast Ward. So why the fudge am I getting yeah. a Beast Ward gear that's I know. I, worse than I the know. gear that I needed to get in? It's like, it yeah, that kind of thing doesn't make any sense. most people are that gear. Yeah, I've, I've gotten pieces from there that have Beast Ward on it that, that, that uh, are worse are named, than what you and have. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not slotting them. Like, I, I already have better gear that, I have, that I've gotten before then. So your point is valid. Like, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense, man. Yeah. So but hopefully, what I'm hoping is that after the gear rework, th this stuff won't be a problem. Because right now... And I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit and speculate on the gear rework. But the gear, the gearing a new world is completely scuffed, man. And hopefully, hopefully the gear rework will change. Everything we're talking about hopefully will be changed after they do that. Yeah. Well, the the resilient and ward thing is a step in the right direction to show, like, hey, we're never going to use these two perks. On, like this makes a that bricks a piece of gear. At least they've recognized that and have started to change that, right? Um, but yeah, overall, uh, this is a problem that they definitely have to figure out in the expansion is like what rewards make sense, uh, to give players in a raid type situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, again, I feel like they've made a large stride, uh, with, with recognizing the resilient and the, and the ward thing. They're, they're getting rid of wards and resilient eventually, which is another step in the right direction. But they also have to figure out, uh, I think, you know, what is a high tier reward? I think uh, uniques or exotics or, you know, whatever New World chooses to make an aversion of that, 
I think that is a great way to 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 go in with raids uh, or high level content. Uh, someone brought something up in chat that I think it's interesting to address is uh, designing things like this and only making them for a small amount of the 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 uh, uh, community. Uh, and and that's like you know that's a like an ongoing MMO problem. Wow, kind of uh, dealt with that in a way with like Raid Finder. Uh, but but here's the thing is like it's not supposed to be. Uh, Wars, I mean, New World. If you want to like look at the only meant for the one percent, New World has a lot of that content already in the game. Uh, but they didn't have a lot. You know what I mean? I think a raid is just is something that the game needed. So. Whether people can well, clear it quick or not, like I think it needed to be in the game. So, I think there's a huge difference between raids and wars. Um, well, wars are wars are I completely different like, animal than raids. Yeah, and I think anybody can work towards getting into the raid, like literally anyone. And I think one of the things they they need to do uh, is it, that could help resolve some of those problems is just add a group finder for a lot of this content. Add easier ways for people to form their groups and then within those groups, add easy ways for people to be able to get into voice comms to be able to interact with one another to get the raid done. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would help a lot in those situations. And the, this type of content to me is fine because ultimately what happens is this is a chase to get there. You really have to work and play all the time to be able to get to a point to be able to do the raid. And then whenever you're there, this is content that you can 100% do. You may have to put in some work to like get a group together at the time of day you're on or whatever, but you can do it. It's not time gated. There's no player that's going to tell you they're going to boot you out of your own group if you create one yourself. Like it's a completely different animal. You have a, a, a purpose to work towards, you work towards it, and then you can try to complete it. Uh, wars are a completely separate thing, man. And, and those are in my opinion just that whole system's bad we talked about that a million times so well, no, i just meant the argument doesn't line up thing, with everybody's yeah. expectation of no it, it, the it, game it, anyways like that's yeah not it doesn't but again i think that's where the mmo mentality is lost on a lot of new world players and not a bad thing you know i'm not calling people out for it i just this is their first experience at an mmo and this is just this is just how it's just how mmos are you know this is just what they do i mean people spend hours of their life in these games and you got to give that segment of the population a chance to progress as well, you know, or else you won't have long-term players. They won't play it, yeah. They, they're they're going to look elsewhere for their challenges and 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 everything. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's basically it. That, that's overall, we just summarized the Sandworm raid. It's a great step in the right direction for in-game PVE content. Uh, just like the rewards are laughable. They we got they got to figure that out and gearing as a whole needs to be figured out. So hopefully that's like all solved with the expansion, which we're gonna talk about right now, Bordy. Uh, there's tons of new information that we at least a lot of people are speculating about and data mining and everything like that. So we're gonna kind of sum all that up at the very beginning of the or at the very end of the podcast. Um, uh, we yeah. So first off. Uh, first light. They've taken it off the the map since with season two, uh, and there's like a lot of speculation or a lot of uh, discussion going on about what's going to happen to first light. Now there has been uh, some sort of data mining that has suggested there are two new zones. We don't know if those are going to come both with the expansion, but there are two. Um, so let's start there. First light. Do we think it's going to be a PvP zone or not a PvP zone? 
Uh, is it going to stay the same size? Are they going to add a significant amount of land? Like, what are your thoughts here uh, with First Light being gone? And what's, what's it going to come back? Bro, I have no idea. I've been back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on this situation. I don't, I honestly, I don't think First Light is going to be a PVP zone. I don't think that's happening. I think what more, what is more realistic to happen is that it's going to be an end game zone like a lot of the other zones. And I think, I think what will happen is that'll come along with kind of these new territory influence updates. So what will happen is that every, every territory then essentially becomes like an open world PVP hotspot because they're going to do the lattice system within the territory. We already know that's something that's happening. Yeah. So more than likely, like, I think, I think that first light will just come along with those changes. And I don't think it's going to be like a dedicated PVP zone in any way. I think what could happen is first light is going to be expanded to be a very large zone with the addition of mounts so that mounts make a little bit more sense in the game. Um, and, and then I think it'll just be like a new zone with new resources, a uh, new story, very much like an end game zone, because we do also know that uh, gear score is getting increased with the expansion. So I would imagine that those enemies will be probably level 70 plus enemies in that zone. Um, I would imagine that's where a new expedition will be uh, and all of those things. So I, I, I personally don't think it's going to be a PVP zone. I think it's going to be more like a new story, uh, higher level mobs. It will be the in-game zone, I think, at that point with the territory control, with the, with the new influence changes in there as well. That's kind of my best guess. But at this point, I have no idea. It is probably the most intriguing thing on the roadmap for me though is to know what the heck's going on with first light yeah. because that could influence the game in so many different ways um and yeah. and i hope it influences it in a very good way so we'll see what happens yeah well i think that to that point i think i'll, I'll tell you right now what it can't be is it can't be first light uh we can't we can't replace first light with a first light with high-end mobs in there because again, the we there is a little bit of a trend that is concerning, and that would be a huge oversight on the from the team to return first light to us, and it's not at least doubled in size, and 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 have some interesting new things uh, about it. Brimstone Sands was interesting. It was a free, and this is this is why you know I think we can easily make this declaration, if you will. Brimstone Sands was a free addition to the game. It was three times the size of any piece of land or zone that we've received or, you know, had in the game or had added in the game. It was the first piece of map, if I'm not mistaken, that has been added since the game launched. It was it, it was a, a massive zone filled with new content. Uh, I mean, it ended up being primarily or mostly chess runs, which got nerfed in the future but uh you know that that was the call to the zone there was the glyph system where you got went around and collected all the glyphs and unlocked the glyph chest there were teleportation there were new mobs there like you know what i mean it was a nice chunk of free content uh a cool looking zone that could be owned by players mm, controversially but uh you know first light has to be more than that in my opinion for this expansion to be considered a success or basically just not be insulting for people to to pay more money for um, especially if it's a paid expansion yeah right? exactly I, yeah. so we are getting mounts uh with the expansion so you would assume that maybe uh the this zone will help make us feel like we need mounts i i feel like brimstone is one of those zones where you do feel like you need a mount 
uh, to get through. And that was like the first zone, in my opinion, that really felt that way. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, you're always going to have the people complain about there are no mounts in the game. But, I mean, there's a lot of, like, fast travel in New World, so never really felt that bad um, unless until you got to Brimstone. Uh, so I think First Light at least needs to double or triple in size. I've said that the potentially, you know, that it could lead, like, First Light could even lead us to another bigger zone. Like, they haven't mentioned anything like that, right? To where, like, first light, maybe there's a cave, and you go down, and there's, like, now that you get in the underworld, uh, you know, um, filled with, like, mushrooms and vampires and all that other crazy stuff that happens in that fictional realm. Uh, you know, something like that. But but it can't be first light moved up to level 70 or whatever the fudge. Like, they, it just, that can't be the case. Like, and I think the New World, I would hope the New World team knows that. So, uh, PvP, not PvP, I think... Like, I don't think it should be a flag zone. Like, uh, we can't, we have to stop. I think they have to stop moving the game in that direction in some capacity. We both played a game called Crowfall before we played New World. And they, they just, one of the downfalls of Crowfall, not like the only one, was that they just kept listening to those hardcore PvP players and it eventually like just drove everyone away from the game. And so they like of having a flagged zone, like a zone like imagine paying like $20, $30 for an expansion and the main piece of the expansion you have to flag up and go into PVP for. Uh it's gonna be a disaster, is what it will be. It'll be well, a, I, a poof. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep I was going, just sorry. yeah, I was just gonna continue to double down on the fact that I, I don't think the zone should be PvP. Black. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, here's the thing. I, I do think that New World uh, severely lacks in the PvP department right now in terms of like new OPR map and other things to do for PvP. Uh, but having a full on flagged PvP zone, I don't think is the answer. I don't think it would fix what people think it would fix. Because ultimately what you would have is you'd have people that wouldn't pay for the expansion because they're not going to come back from PvP. Uh, because it, like it or not, the vast majority of MMO players don't like PvP. It's that's over 90%. It, that's just how like, it is. Literally, um, historically, yeah. over like, 90%. Yeah. Yeah. I love the PvP. I love New World's PvP. I think it's super fun. It's one of my favorite things to do in the game. And I'm a huge advocate for giving us like more interesting ways to engage in PvP. But I don't think a flagged zone is it. I don't think that would work. I think giving people the option to not flag this day and age versus flagging is the way to go. And I think if you have this new lattice system within the territory, I think that will give us a lot of a lot of open world PvP to be had, which will be, in my opinion, a whole lot of fun. I think what PvP needs, it just 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 my opinion, and this is just my opinion. Some people may get real tilted at this answer, but we do. I think we definitely need new, more interesting OPR maps for sure, and just have a rotation of those maps within OPR, different game modes within that, like maybe some capture the flag or some some uh, even like some team deathmatch or whatever whatever it may be. Uh, just some new modes within OPR that just rotate around, and so you're every time you queue up for OPR, you're within a queue of this of this of these maps that you just rotate through if that's what you want to do. And then the same thing with three v three arenas. I think they're getting there with those maps, and then and then they just need to. Again, it, everything ties back to this rework territory control to be accessible to everyone so that you don't have people just logging into war. And that's the only enjoyment they get out of the game. They can log in any time during the day and get that same enjoyment from large scale PVP. And they could do it all day, every day. And you don't have to join in at 30 minutes prior. I mean, that would solve so many problems for the game, in my opinion, uh, that that the game has. 
And I think that's what the game needs for PvP. And at that point, you have tons of options for PvP. Uh, you, you you can just you you already can do all day. To be honest, you, you like, already do. There's already a lot of things uh, you can do. Like the, but... the with the bandwidth of content available in New World, it's definitely like weighted almost to PvP. Like you know what I mean? As far as like activities go, arenas, uh, OPRs, wars. True, but you could like, also yeah. argue like I think the big argument from people that just PvP is like, well, we've had the same the same outpost rush map for two years. I agree and with I, that. I can, They're definitely. I can needs get to on be, board. Yeah, you know, I agree. That sucks. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but that's that's like where I see PvP needing to be. And if you have PvP that way, you have tons of open world PvP happening all the time. All of it ties into territory control. You yep. have a reason to get on and log in every day to fight for your faction, for territory. You're rewarded for your efforts for your PvP. It's ongoing war all the time. And then if you want to queue up and do instance PvP, you queue up for OPR for the rewards. You have 3v3 arenas. Bro, I don't know what more you'd want as a PvP player. You have different different modes to go through. Like, in my opinion, that's where it should head. Like, territory control has to be reworked, has to be fixed. I think everybody knows that. It's just a completely scuffed system. They fixed that. I think the PvP, the PvP problem is in large part fixed as well. And then we just we just move on. Now, what that would do is that would scuff wars, and I think a lot of people would be angry about that. A lot of people would still play the game, but like it or not, I think if that if that part of the game wasn't there, I think the game would probably be more likely to grow in the long term. And and I know that that may not be a popular opinion for people to play now. I enjoy wars too. Don't get me wrong, they're fun. They're a fun game mode to jump into. But they they don't promote growth for the overall MMO, unfortunately. So anyway, that's that's where I hope the game is going with with First Light. I hope that it that it uh, provides more opportunities for both PvP and PVE, and just an right. overall good expansion, a huge zone with interesting yeah. things to do. Provides a reason to log in every day. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but yeah. But I, at the end of the day, I don't think it'll be a, just a hundred percent flag zone all the time. No, I don't think. I don't think it would be received well. And like, I, I, get, I get the like argument from the PVP community. 100%. I like you. I enjoy PVP. Uh, on, in multiple ways. But I think the, the real argument that I think people neglect is, is that the primary reason that people play MMOs is not PVP. We, so here's, you know, and this is, we share similar backgrounds, but in different ways, right? I used to play a butt ton of Overwatch. I grinded it a lot. You used to play a lot of League of Legends. Our, our, our inspiration or the reason we enjoy that sort of content is competitiveness. We both enjoy that sort of thing, right? We, we play, I was, we both played sports. We both, like that part of gaming is what I enjoy uh, about it, 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 about PvP, is I get to measure myself and get better uh, in in a progressive way and compare myself or compete against other people. And and uh, the best, if you're you know into that sort of competitiveness, you usually we you look for games that are like uh, uh, equal playing field, right? Uh, that that's one of the things about competitive gaming or that makes competitive gaming interesting or esports interesting is that it's a level playing field where the player's skill or whatever does the you know the majority of of the ranking or whatever you want to call it and so mmos are typically a genre where people they like progression in a way that's like leveling up your character 
getting new gear to make your character do more things and be more powerful. Comparing yourself against uh, other players is a part of that in PvP, but it's not the only part. The other majority of, of these MMO games are typically like some sort of fantasy uh, and mixed in with progression in a uh, like PvE sense, right? Uh, whether it's collection or uh, getting better at crafting or gathering or getting better at a raid or clearing a certain dungeon you've never cleared before. That is all tied in to what makes an MMO a good MMO. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, from the PvP side don't see or ignore that fact. And what, what drives those people away, those people that like or enjoy MMOs as a genre... Uh, it, it, what pushes them away is forcing them to do PvP, and and that's where that's what New World has to figure out or has to move in that direction where PvP isn't necessarily forced. Uh, and 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 right now with wars and how the economy is, PvP it's on it's already pushing that borderline, Bordy. I don't know why I said borderline, Bordy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's already pushing that borderline. That you know what I mean. Wars and territory control is like what sets the economy in the game, yeah. whether you, whether you ignore it or, or whether you believe it or not. The reason that a certain price of an item in the like you know when it comes to like paying gold for it, I would say a majority of those items are re relative to PvP and wars. Uh, so it's like the the game already it has a very thick coating of PvP in there, uh, and and the expansion needs to be like like i said backing up a good mix of what will keep people that enjoy mmos as a genre in there while still catering to in some sense to the pvp community that's already here so um, yeah i mean i agree it's a very interesting position they put themselves in because someone in chat just said maybe the player numbers are so off because they drove away the pvp players who flocked to this game for a good pvp mmo experience and you're not wrong but here's the thing that happened though is that I they mean, made I, think, it very I, clear. I actually would say that is wrong. Uh, well, well, here's what happened. <laughs> but, but you, the, the all of you. Well, the yeah. game was a PvP-focused game in the beginning. Like, that's what New World was touted as. That's what it was advertised as. That's why it brought in so many PvP players. And the combat is really good. It's fun. And so a lot of PvP players came to New World for a PvP experience. And that is, Survival. I think that is the truth. I uh, think that yeah. is the truth. That's what brought me to the game initially was that I thought this game was going to be the second coming of Ultima Online, and I thought I was going to be able to run around and kill people in the open world and take all their stuff. And it was How be many times have you PvP walked MMO. into a game hoping that? And a lot. I've been searching for the next UO <laughs> for my whole life, and I thought New World was going to be it, right? That's what drew me to it, too, like, like a lot of people that still play the game. But now New World suffers from this identity crisis that they still suffer from. They had this very hard pivot and it happened early on where they were like, okay, guys, we realize that this, what we're creating is probably going to be a niche MMO based on beta feedback, based on players getting killed. <laughs> Lots of players did not like that. They hated it whenever they were in beta. They, they got so much feedback about getting griefed and, and, Listen, I'll admit it. I was one of those players running around killing people in the open world. I had a lot of fun doing it, taking their stuff. It was super fun. Uh, but a lot of players didn't enjoy that. They weren't used to that type of gameplay. Coming from UO, I was used to it. I didn't care if I lost my stuff, man. I get gear back up and go back out. But here's what happened is that they pivoted so hard into, or not hard, they they, they made the decision to make they New World now a full-blown MMO <laughs> and not a PvP niche game. So like Literally it or not, the... whether or not you're a PvP player that came to New World specifically for PvP, 
This is the direction they're headed, man. And I don't know how much more clear that can be. They made that very clear from a long time ago. They are heading in the direction of a full blown 100% MMO. They no longer are doing uh, the hardcore PVP experience. So, so whenever we talk about PVP in an MMO, that's what we're talking about is an MMO as a whole. No, it's no longer a PVP niche game, like it or not. That's that's that is factual. They're trying to make New World into an actual big MMO, and 90% of the players that play MMOs, that is a, that is a, I don't know where that statistic is, but there is a statistic out there somewhere that shows that the vast majority of players don't like PVP. And so like it or not, that's why they're headed in the direction they're headed. So that's that's I'm just I'm just speaking facts. That's the problem that they had. So now they're left with a lot of PVPers who are very vocal. I get it. I understand it. I understand where you're coming from. I had that same perspective and same viewpoint until I came to the realization that that's not what this game is. The, the New World is not that game anymore. New World is a full blown MMO. Um, and like it or not, like that's that's you're not going to have the experience you want if you're wanting a hardcore PVP experience. It's, it's not, not going to be there anymore. That's not what New World is going to be anymore. Yeah, well, here the, the challenge is, is like I said uh, earlier, is the fact that it, it, it's just the wrong genre to look for a hardcore PvP experience. 100%. MMOs uh, are not made for because that, Because here's where we, me and you don't see eye to eye, is like I don't really like survival games. I don't enjoy the PvP where I lose everything I worked for and then have to rebuild up. Like You know what I mean? That isn't... I wouldn't have played New World if that if New World was that sort of game because I just don't enjoy that progression where you don't really ever get stronger unless you gather or craft or you know what I mean build up the gear and then you could lose that progression. I I usually don't like that sort of I thing. I love that stuff, man. Yeah, the yeah, only thing the only game I probably really enjoyed that was was similar to that was uh, Albion online uh and they and the reason that was so good was I was you could just literally go and and buy the gear again. You don't even have to, you know what I mean. You just you don't have to uh, go back and and grind it up again. You just go back to the store and, and buy. You know, I think that's why I I like that one or that game a little bit better than I typically like uh, survival stuff. But but yeah, so then that genre that that New World pivoted from it is a hardcore audience and people they enjoy games like Rust and. Uh, what was that other game we played uh, that was like in the desert? Last Oasis, I think. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think flopped, but yeah. Yeah, well, games like that, right? And New World was meant to be in that genre. They've since hard pivoted. I mean, I, you can't literally describe or define a hard pivot other than like a 180. Like they literally just moved in the uh, theme park MMO, uh, you know, direction, which is like a 180 from a survival PvP. You keep you keep your gear. You progress by leveling up. You like there's just so many different like uh, oppositions to that content, and and you know the the target demographic for a, a hardcore PvP MMO is very small. Like the, there's a very small group of human beings that want that to exist. I I know because I've been part of the MMO scene for a long time, and and games like here's the thing. It is UO around anymore? The actual game. Uh, I mean, it no, is, that, but the, it's, it's, the people that supported the, that made the game that. It, yes, they still charge. It's still a subscription based game, but it's no longer a hardcore PvP game. Okay, it hasn't been for years. But they what, out what's of that still around time. from that from that time period is World of Warcraft, 
EverQuest. Like those games that cater, you know what I mean? That delivered what people were looking for in an MMO. They, they're still around and, 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 and World of Warcraft, can't, I feel like it needs to be excluded from most conversations, but, but it's still like thriving, right? And it's just that that piece of of gaming like group of group of gamers is very small that want a hardcore actual MMO PvP game, and I, I think if you cater towards that audience, you will inevitably need to niche down, strip your team of of any like hopes of growing like a a, a large audience, and then focus on that niche audience and keep delivering things that that niche audience wants. And I don't think New World's doing that. Well, New World's uh, trying to make a full-blown MMO, and that's what this right. like. Someone in chat is making the the uh, the the a lot of points talking about uh, talking about PvP, and you you can't compare Rust and Tarkov to an MMO. That just doesn't work. Yeah, it's literally a different genre of game. New World pivoted into an MMO. Rust is highly popular. It's a survival game that you can create your own servers on. There's different servers that wipes all the time. It's a completely completely different experience in a perpetual mmo which this is the problem we have because if i had to put my money on it i would say this person in chat probably has no not very much actual mmo experience probably played a lot of probably played a lot of rust probably played a lot of tarkov and that's perfect that's what pulled over like new world pulled over people from that genre too which was an amazing feat to have happen i too enjoy those games a lot those games are not mmos you that that does work in those niches without a doubt rust is rust is a definite like like most definitely they do but whenever you're creating a, a, like an actual mmo the demographic of mmo players aren't in like the vast majority of them don't fall in that category they will go play a game like rust or tarkov they're not going to play a like a actual mmo that offers pve and pvp which is what new world pivoted into had new world stayed in that vein then maybe those arguments hold true, but they like they clearly are not going in that direction. So the, those arguments make zero sense. Like New World is trying to be a full-blown MMO, and that that's that. Like like it or not, that's the direction they're headed in. I don't know why like why that's so hard to wrap your like people's mind around. Like they're not a survival niche hardcore pvp mmo anymore that's just yeah. not that's just not what they're doing which we, we should probably wrap up the podcast and then and we can we always take questions after after the the actual show's done and we can definitely talk more about this um providing like the, you know uh there's some uh intellectual honesty that's shown on both sides uh but the okay so we we got the the uh the pvp ran out of the way uh <laughs> What, okay, so the next weapon has kind of been leaked, and that's the flail. Uh, the flail, which is interesting, uh, is a strength... Potentially, these, we, this is all speculation. Is a strength-focused weapon uh, that scales off of both. Um, both of them. What are your... So this is a like kind of a two-parter here, Bordy, uh, because I think this is another big thing that New World potentially has a problem with, that or like weapons in the past that they've added have problems with. That I that that might rear its ugly head here with another focus weapon, uh, being in the game. Uh, but but what are your thoughts on the flail? First off, being the next weapon, and uh, and it being strength focused. Ah, uh, it's very interesting, man. I, I mentioned a long time ago that I thought the flail would be a really interesting addition to the game. I still think it will be. I think it's going to be neat with uh, maybe like a paladin build that you're going to be able to do. 
Uh, I think the flail, the, the flail, the flail will be, uh, I don't know. It could be, it could be very fun. We knew it was going to be a focus weapon for sure. We knew it wasn't going to be uh, daggers this time around. I think all that had been confirmed. And now the reason we think it's a flail is for, there's a whole lot of reasons. I think it has been data mined. There is, there is an error in the game files right now. If you change the, change the language to Italian and some other languages, you can see that flail is, is named in there as a strength focus weapon. That's why we think that that, that it is going to be a flail. So I, I do think um, that it could be fun. I, I don't know what to think about it being strength focused. There was a problem with new world with heavy healers there for a while. If I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers that, but now with the changes to the armor weights and how healing works, maybe it won't be as big of a problem. Uh, but that's my only concern is that we go back to like this heavy healer meta where there's so many people that are, are like unkillable running around, with, running around with like the flail life staff, but we'll just have to wait and see because I don't know what abilities the, the flail is going to have on it. But it's interesting. I'm very intrigued and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. If it is a flail, I'm pretty excited. And I think there is speculation that you're going to be able to use the flail with the shield as well. So it'd be our, our second weapon to be able to use with the shield. So I, man, I, like, I'm excited to see what it's like. I, I'm, I'm, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I like the idea of a focused strength weapon. I think, I think it is cool. I hope it brings some sort of like uh, melee healing type of spec into the game. Or melee support type of, of, of build. You know what I mean? Because we already have like a magic caster healer. I would like to see some sort of paladin uh, gameplay for that sake. Um, this is like, to me, uh, a game design thing that I hope they change. I li I love the fact that, um, that there are weapons that scale off of two different attributes. But I hate the fact that it does it at the same time. Uh, th the biggest example for like why this system doesn't work is the greatsword uh, and how much damage it, you're capable of doing. It's like, I would like to see them like you basically you pick like, do you want to scale this off of strength? And then like, yeah, you lose the healing, but then you get, you know what I mean? Like the greatsword, you can either scale it off decks or scale it off strength, but not both at the same time. That kind of like would create different build aspects. I think too, that could be interesting if they built the, the skill trees right. But overall, I do think that a melee uh, a healing type of weapon is dope. And and I do like the fact that it potentially utilizes a shield again, because I think that's a very underutilized aspect of the game. There is like the equip weight problem that the shield has that's annoying, that basically you have to strip armor to get it to work unless you want to go to heavy. But um, I do like the fact that, you know, that we'll see the shield utilized as an offhand again, hopefully, uh, with the flail. Uh, but yeah, honestly, I, I think another healing weapon definitely needs to be in the game, and I, I think the flail is a, a great step in that direction, right? I think so. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what it's like. Uh, I, I hope that this it, like it starts incorporating more options to be able to use with an offhand shield, because you're right, the shield is kind of a little bit underutilized. So we'll see how that works out. I am, uh, I, I, overall, I'm excited. I don't really have a lot to comment on because we don't know what the abilities are going to be. We have no idea how it's going to work with other weapons or whatever, but if it is a flail, we we'll just have to wait and see how it works out. And I'm, I'm not mad at a flail. I think it could be fun. And, and we honestly, like there needs to be more, I don't know, man, we have the life staff. That's, that's it. I mean, you have the void gauntlet, but you know, what else do you use as a back bar life staff? You know, most life staff users use what rapier or void gauntlet. And that's, that's really it. Right. Uh, I mean, like, there's, like, off-meta stuff, like Ice Gauntlet and Hatchet, but, yeah, I think for the most part, yes. The, the, and, and, and the the thing about those weapons are they, other than the Void Gauntlet, they really don't help with the support role, right? 
they just help with survivability is basically uh you know what they do uh rapier being you know what i mean the rapier uh um so it doesn't help you support anyone for the mo like for the majority it just basically helps you survive while you're supporting people which is okay but but obviously uh it'll be interesting to see the flail and and how that works in in unison uh, but what I don't want to see, Bordy, is that you just basically now you use both, and you know they needed to d define this or 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 segregate this weapon in a way that like makes it a an, or an or choice, right? Well, am I going to use the life staff su to support or the flails to support? Because that you know I worry that if there is a good enough focus based weapon that comes out that that just pigeonholes healers into just two weapons again. Uh, which yeah. is a little bit concerning, but but yeah, we not much to speculate on other than that would be the next weapon, which I think it would be cool um, to have like a paladin type build in in the uh, in the game. Uh, no. uh, gear rework. This is another thing. Um, yeah, this could be. We talked. To, I ranted. Uh, probably went a little bit too far on the worm raid gear stuff, but. Obviously, the game needs a new world. Uh, it needs a rework. It's not really the gearing isn't isn't necessarily fun yet. But I feel like they've taken steps in the right direction, such as like uh, putting like war, like eventually getting rid of war gear and and resilient. Those are two perks that really, if you want like a a, a game like this to have interesting gearing, I think you have to get rid of like those weak one sided perks. Uh, so what do you what do you think a gear rework? Wh what do you anticipate uh, happening, or what are your hopes for the for this uh, to occur? Hard to say, man. I know we're getting a, a a gear score increase as well, along with the gear rework. So, and I think you know they've all but confirmed our gear now is going to be obsolete. So I don't know if we're just getting. I have no idea what's going to happen to the current gear. That's the biggest question in my mind. Is like, are we? I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to upgrade our current gear from my understanding of what they said in that really vague statement a long time ago. But we do know that Ward and Bane are being completely removed. Oh, yeah. and there Sorry, is a lot I keep of saying resilient. Ward and Bane. Ward and Bane. Yeah, yeah, Ward and Bane are getting removed for sure. But there is speculation that resilient is going to get removed too because Dave Verify in that video also mentioned something about resilient, but it wasn't 100% confirmed. It would be interesting so to not more. remove that but re remove Ward. I mean, yeah. it isn't as bad I, as Ward, but it is like you can't be. Why do you PvP without resilient? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's one of those perks that it's just a lock on any build. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're gonna do with the gear rework. It, it, it's, it's. I don't know. It's a huge question mark for everyone right now, and I'm, a, I want to know what's gonna happen. But my best guess, I, I mean, I, I think that. See, I don't know. Like, if Warden Bane goes away, are we still going to have that gear sitting there? Are they just going to remove the perk, replace it with something else on our current yeah, gear? But if, if our current gear is just going to be obsolete anyway, then then does it even <laughs> matter? Like, just leave that there and then rework the whole system because we're, we, we're not going to be able to upgrade our current gear, yeah. supposedly. <sighs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, By I, the I really, way, I really is don't. normal. That's normal for MMOs. So, I, I mean, I like peep the infuriation that some people show with, like, they're getting rid of my gear. Like, yeah, that happens like literally with every MMO expansion. So, uh, yeah, they're going to get rid of your gear. You're going to have to get new gear. Like that's the grind of the game. That's the point of the, playing an MMO. So yeah, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to lose your gear and, and I think that's fine, but, but they definitely need to, uh, like you're saying, just, we need something different this time around than the current gear system. 
you know. Yeah, I, either way, like, I really don't care. I just want it to be better, you know? Like, I just want it to be better. The current gear system is bad. We need something better. And as long as it's better, I, I don't mind. So hopefully that's what we'll get. Well, I think one of the steps to that is, like, just fixing crafting. Because right now, crafting is supposed to be a huge part of the game, but it's literally, like, bricked. It, you can't you can look for like a abyss item and and try to craft it yourself and it's literally impossible or close to it. it that that needs to be fixed you know i think in my opinion new world uh shines in a way that it's fun to try different builds right there's so many weapons that your player can equip and try out there's so many different builds or different variations of weapon combinations that you can do it, it should be relatively easy. I'm not saying, like, make it instant, but it should be relatively easy to get viable gear to try out a new build that you want to try out because the game has so many weapons and different, you know, different combinations that you can do and activities that you can do with it. Like, uh, the crafting in the game is, is pretty awful. Uh, the outcome of crafting. The crafting system is good. Uh, but the outcome of when you want to craft something, say a blunderbuss, it's terrible. It, it really is insulting how bad it is. I've spent millions of gold trying to get one blunderbuss and still, to this day, don't have it. I came back to the expansion with 500 gold to my name, Bordy. And uh, and I'll tell you what, it made me uh, very sad. And I, I knew <laughs> and I knew exactly why I didn't have gold. It's because I, want, I was a max level crafter trying to craft a max level item and i literally could not do it millions of gold it took and i got nothing and you i think i never got it did you i don't have it still i still have two perk blunderbuss uh, two perks i've been playing i've got four thousand hours in the game Bordy, and i got a blunderbuss with two good perks on it it's like bro i i, I you know a lot i grinded crafting for to get to max level engineering Bordy. it it was painful and I can't even craft one item. I can't craft one single item. It's it's like that's they gotta fix it. They really do. It's so what infuriating. What is the suggestion? To, what do you do to fix? I mean, I mean just what do you make do to it, fix it? Uh, decent. You know what I mean? Make it work sometimes. Like that's all they have to do, really. Make crafting work sometimes. It doesn't even work sometimes right now. It's like it's crazy, bro. It's well, it's very RNG. The amount of the amount uh, of items yeah. I've crafted to get a Lego is incredibly crazy. And yeah, then you not get a only Lego a, and it has a bad perk on there. Not only yeah. a legendary, but a legendary that actually is good. And that doesn't have uh, ruinous on there. You know what I mean? Like, just give me something. It's like, uh, anyways. They you think gotta, there should be a way to lock three perks in on an item in New World? No, to, to I mean, have I have a guaranteed craft. Uh, like, if you craft it, it's guaranteed, it's guaranteed best. I think guaranteed it, exactly what you want. I you think, think as long as that's that? rare, like really rare, then I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but, but the thing is, is like, it shouldn't, I think really what it comes down to is like, it, it's expensive to do too. And, and a lot of that is because of like the economy in the game, but it's like, it takes a lot of money to craft like one, like piece of armor. Like, you know what I mean? It is a, it is a decent amount, a chunk of, uh, time investment to craft one thing. And that one thing usually sucks. So I think that's the main problem. You know what I mean? And uh yeah, or like here's a, here's my here's my actual here's my like actual I feel bad like I I have a policy or like a you know something about 
um, life that I, I usually don't criticize without making a recommendation for improvement. My my I really do believe, and uh, maybe I've been playing too much Diablo 4, I would like to see a vendor that allows you to re-roll uh, like a perk on your gear for a certain amount of gold or whatever, or like it just fit like repurpose the sigils in the um in the uh faction vendors to like allow you to reroll attributes on any piece of gear. I think that you would can do that with a hatchery now too with the new item that you get out of the hatchery. And I don't know why we can't do that with every piece of gear. Yeah, in the just game. let it let us do it with all of it. Yeah. Because sometimes you get pieces of gear that drop that are really, really good, but they have the wrong attribute on there. And then there's no you just scrap it because what do you do with it? You have this amazing piece of gear, but you can't do anything with it. I, I really do wish there was a way to change attributes. And it'd be fine if it was a fairly expensive item that you had to purchase to change that. I think that'd be great if we could do that. On every piece of gear in the game, that should be a thing. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. I don't disagree with the re-rolling of a perk. Like, uh, go to a, a, like a special vendor, like a like an armorer or some kind of weaponsmith vendor and re-roll a, a perk. I think that would be neat, too. And it could be a... Could be another random perk that you have to. It could be another gold sink, another random perk. Yeah. Uh, you I'm don't know what it. it's going to be, you, but you get to select the perk you want to re roll. You pay X amount of money, it re rolls that perk. I think that'd be a great idea, actually. I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. That way, if whenever you do get your Lego, without having to go recraft the whole thing, you could at least go yeah. like try to re roll the perk. Yeah. Maybe not, um, maybe not upgrading like, uh, maybe it only works on legendary gear. I think that's a good little stipulation. But yeah. like, how many times have you in a in a expedition, like, gotten a drop that's like uh, resilient, yeah, ton, yeah. resilient, yeah, check, uh, refreshing, check, gravity well, check, focus, yeah, it ton. breaks the whole item. It's like, bro, yeah, yeah you just salvage it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just the rerolling the attributes or rerolling uh, a perk would be fantastic. Reroll tokens from killing the worm. That'd be amazing. We were just talking about Listen. rewards from the worm earlier, and that would be an excellent raid reward for sure. That would that would actually yeah, like that be one item yeah. would actually make the raid worth doing. Big brain. Yeah, that's I like that idea a whole lot. That'd be that'd be nice. Well, don't gas cat up too far. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not trying to. It was to. one I mean, good I, idea. Listen, credit where credit's due. An uh, idea is a good idea. It was one good idea, cat. Don't get any, you know, don't get any ideas. Uh, but yeah, so basically, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the, yeah, I mean, like any sort of rework in the gearing system that makes it more viable or more pleasurable to craft or get better gear, I think, is, is a huge step in the right direction. Right now, it's not great. Uh this is a you put this question at the end of the thing. I think it's a, a loaded question for sure. Will the expansion revitalize <laughs> New World? Um, you know, I think this is like all the things that we've discussed up to this point is the determining factor. Uh, whether That's why I put it at the end, yeah, yeah, whether whether or not this doesn't like this could end up as um, Brimstone 2.0, but people will actually have paid money for that which is concerning. You know what I mean? It's concerning. So like they this is a full-blown expansion. Um oh, well, oh, one last thing cuz you guys are talking about it in chat. There are some things that we know that that haven't been mentioned yet that that will be in the expansion Bordy. Just no, we'll do we'll do one and then we'll end, we'll end the show. What's the what's the one thing that you want to see? Um, cat wants to see homestead farming, which I, I, I think that falls into the line of like, hopefully like guild housing or something, which would be cool. But what do you, what do you think, uh, 
What do you think? One one thing that hasn't been mentioned that w- that would be great in the uh, expansion. Oh boy, that's I mean that's kind of a tough one. But here's here's what I would here. I mean, obviously, my number one ever is a rework of the territory control system because I I think it's the most atrocious thing I've ever seen in an MMO. But oh outside of that, oh, yeah, if we're talking about like a new it. feature. If we're talking about a new feature that's being added to the game. I would say uh, like more more guild functionality. Like I would love to see like on the lines of maybe what Kat's saying, uh, like a mm. like an like a guild island. Like I think those things are super fun. Where you have this whole island. One of the things that Crowfall I thought had a very interesting take on, and one of the things that drew me to that game was a whole Eternal Kingdom like thought. You go, you do this whole war campaign, and then you take your spoils of war back to your eternal kingdom, and then you have these really cool things on your island that you build it up. I thought that was neat, and I think that would be a really neat thing for guilds to work towards, and then you could have like this whole guild like city almost, or whole company uh, city. I think that would be really neat. I don't think we're ever going to get that, though, but uh, but something like that. I would like to see just more 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 company functionality into the game even if it's something as small as as uh as guild uh, uh storages uh that that would be fantastic like we need stuff like that yeah yeah guild support is definitely high on my list for sure or company support rather because yeah the game is entirely or like heavily designed around companies in the game so i would love to see something like banks or you know banks and or housing i think would be really cool uh my thing would be uh, some sort of like uh, either like subclass perk, like passive perk, or like unique gear that provided like some sort of unique passive that kind of synergized or brought together new world builds. I, I feel like they're very flat. New world builds are. It's basically they equip two weapons, set your attributes to a certain thing, and then you know what I mean. Like that's it. Like there, you. It's basically you know. There isn't a lot of uh, like thought, in my opinion, when it comes to like on the MMO scale of things that go into builds in the game. And I would love to see something that that maybe makes that more interesting, makes uh, variety like you know widens the horizon of of builds and weapon combinations in the game. Whether that is I've talked about a lot, like maybe some sort of like uh, ultimate passive that you unlock when you have two we- two of the particular weapons equipped, kind of creating some uh, sort of a subclass feel uh, to that, you know, weapon choice combo. That would make it cool to have like a, a Warhammer and a Void Gauntlet equipped at the same time, making people want to build around the different weapon combinations that the game offers. Because I think that's one of the strengths of New World is the fact that it is a classless system, but they're very hard to do in a way that makes it also makes your choices impactful. So I'd love to see some sort of system in place that rewards players for like creative building and like, you know, uh, makes the game or the content a little bit more interesting on the MMO side of things. That would be, that would be my wish, uh, outside of company stuff. So, um, now, uh, what do you think, that the expansion has the potential like do you think new world's dead already no matter what happens with the expansion or do you think that barring the expansion is what will happen uh you know is what will determine new world's fate i think barring the expansion i i don't think new world is dead for sure i think there's still a lot of interest in the game i think the game is ultimately 
fun, man. Like I still have fun logging in and playing new world. There's just things about it that just get really, really frustrating. And I, I don't think I'm in the minority there. I think a lot of people feel the same way. They log into the game, they play it, they have fun, but then they run across these things during their gameplay experience. It's just absolutely atrocious. And it's like, man, the game could be so good. The potential for new world to be a top tier MMO is a hundred percent there. In my opinion, if they fix some of the underlying problems, but I, I do think the expansion is a very pivotal point for the game, if I'm being honest. I, the game is not dead, no, but I, I think a lot of people are waiting on the expansion to wait for the gear rework and, and whatever. I've talked to a lot of people that said, I'm not coming back for season two because I know all the stuff I get for season two is just going to be like, I, I, I'm just waiting for the gear rework because I don't know how that's yeah. going to work. So I think a lot of people, man, I think, and, and we all know that Amazon has the, or New World has the, potential to advertise the game to blow up the player base i mean we've seen it with brimstone sands that we've seen it obviously at launch um i i think they'll do the same thing with the expansion i think there'll be a massive marketing push for the expansion and I, if they get it right and they do some things in there that changes the core gameplay mechanics of some of the features and they add some more content i think new world could could ultimately this could be a turning point for new world like some other mmos had their turning point we reference eso a lot here with their one tamriel this could be this could be new world's opportunity like their one tamriel opportunity with this expansion um i i i do believe that could be it but if they if they scuff it up man and they introduce this update or the expansion and there's massive amounts of bugs if nothing works right if they don't redo some of the crappy systems that are in the game right now that need to be redone then I, I think people will ultimately end up losing faith for the game and it's going to start to fall off because there are some other games around the corner that are that are coming up. We thought they were going to release this year and then none of them did. Throne in Liberty kind of was a, was, was a scuffed thing. A lot of people were excited about that. Not, you know, not a lot of people are going to play that now because of the combat. There's the, but I think there's a lot of games coming up like in 2024 and beyond. There's some other MMOs people are looking forward to that really could pull people out of New World and really like... I think for most people whenever they get into an mmo they really get into an mmo and they don't really i mean i think there's people that float around from mmo to mmo but i think for the most part mmo players are pretty dedicated to their game and so if you if something else better comes out before they get their act together they could be in trouble so i hope that this is a turning point and i think i think it could be i am optimistic i think they they could do good things here and the game will be on a hopefully will be on an upward trend after uh, this expansion releases yeah, yeah, I I agree with you in the fact that this expansion, I don't think New World's dead. I think the game still has a ton of potential. We felt that way from the jump, um, but uh, you know I do think this expansion will uh, heavily uh, kind of determine New World's fate, and that's I I don't think it's crazy to think that it could you know, a bad experience could lead to the end of the game at this point because it hasn't necessarily established itself with enough people i don't think to like have uh, it, the player base isn't large enough to have enough people uh stick it out right i i think we're, they're just teetering still uh, on the edge like what the lowest the concurrent player base has dropped what has been like in the 10 to 12k range i don't know it's like eleven thousand or something sure. i don't really know something like that sure yeah, yeah so and, and you know as far as historic historical numbers go i think that it's on the low side as far as an mmo goes or or someone that offers a game for a service you know a live client with uh you know servers and everything 
Uh, I think that's pretty low because there is a, there is a significant cost to keep a game like this going. I think uh, it's not it's not zero, right? I think there is some some weight on the team to make a successful game, whether the size being the size of Elder Scrolls Online or World of Warcraft or whatever you want to call it. Like I, I there is some expectation for success there. So I th- I think the the expansion really does need to capture more people than than the past uh expansions or, or not expansions but but content updates or things like brimstone did because uh inevitably uh the people that came back for brimstone left again so um yeah so i i think the you know there are a lot of things they could do the one tamriel eso also brought itself to console uh after launch which did help the player base there are a lot of things that the game could do that they hasn't tried yet that could expand upon the um the population right um mm-hmm. but the expansion heavily ties into the success of the game which it sounds stupid to say i guess but but uh yeah i th- i think um i think the it's definitely important for new world to to really knock this out of the park in some form or fashion uh to have the game uh continue on yeah i would agree so all right. Well, that does it, man. Uh, that was a pretty long episode. Yeah, it was. Uh, an hour and a half. Good about grief. an hour and a half. But we don't do these very often. So uh, maybe you guys you guys will have to let us know. Do you like uh, the shorter podcasts more frequently or the or the like more drawn-out, detailed ones? Uh, let us know. There's no comments. Well, there'll be comments on Bordy's YouTube channel. So comment on Bordy's YouTube channel. Which one of us is AI? Um, why does Bordy look homeless right now? And then also, uh, oh, on, which, which, uh, which episodes do you prefer more? Uh, well, hit the like button, subscription, you know, all the other stuff. All right, Bordy. <laughs> uh, that's it for the episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One quick thing, dude. We have an announcement. Uh, this is a studio loot announcement. So, um, Bordy, I'll let you do it. You go ahead. Uh, sure, man. I'll, I'll give the announcement. So we have some big things coming to studio loot.com. As most of you guys know, we run new world fans.com, which we've had since, uh, well before new world even launched between, I mean, we started that what in alpha, I think like early alpha. So the story, uh, the story is, is, uh, me and you had studio loot and then, uh, we met taken before new world's launch. Like I think several months before. It was actually the first big delay. So I don't remember how long it got delayed at some point. But uh, yeah, we met him. And so we it was a, a, quite a ways before launch, yes, that we, we've all been working on the New World fans uh, studio list stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, now we're making a decision, something that we've wanted to do for a very long time. Our goal as a Studio Loot Collective has always been to have studio loot be the main project with the kind of a multi-game platform mm-hmm. so we are now merging new world fans into studio loot so we will no longer be new world fans we are now going to be a complete uh, completely studio loot so everything we do will be housed at studio loot.com mm-hmm. we have we have diablo content that red's been working incredibly hard on himself we have a couple of content creators over there scythe and kato's that have been working very hard on that content too 
Uh, we also have, of course, New World is going to be merged over there. So that'll be housed there as well, which will include all of the guides we've written, which is a absolute massive amount. I think we've covered literally every aspect of the game uh, with guides uh, for New World. And then we have a couple of tools for New World over there. We're going to be covering Wayfinder over there moving forward. And then um, uh, we have some Lost Ark stuff. I think we have we have a couple of guys coming over to help us with the Lost Ark stuff. Lamoni, I'm sure some of you guys may know him. He's going to be handling some Lost Ark stuff for us. Uh, so, yeah, we're just trying to grow that side. It's very exciting because this is the this is the the pinnacle of what we've been trying to do for a long time. So everything is is getting moved over there. And uh, by the time everything is moved over there, everything for New World will be updated for season two. We're in the process of doing that now. And of course, all of the other guys that we do are always up to date. And and uh, man, we're just excited to get it done. So studioloot.com, that's going to be that's going to be it. I'm excited for it, man. Yeah, it's, it feels good uh, to have it all in one place for sure. Um, and and go check it out. I mean, it, it should be done, hopefully, by the time this podcast gets live or, or soon after uh, that. So if you're, you know, if, if, if this is Friday afternoon and anytime, uh, you can probably go check out the new stuff over there on the, on the website. So, yep um it's exciting again we haven't really uh, we haven't met f publicly announced anything about Lamoni yet but but well, uh we just did. hey man if you listen to podcasts <laughs> you get uh, a little bit uh extra uh information so so there you go and then uh yeah all right yeah podcast fans are elite you know what i mean uh, podcast dude, the yeah. podcast uh, people especially if you're an hour and a half deep into this podcast and you deserve to hear you deserve something you know, yeah. yeah maybe you can watch me pick my nose hairs dude that's uh, disgusting man why we is should that probably disgusting? end this thing what do you mean why is that disgusting that's 100 percent disgusting better than quit, picking your man. nose no Which dude stop uh okay well that does it for the podcast thanks for listening to our rants one that we probably we do like every episode now we should have a segment where we just go off and then we then people can skip it. You know what I mean? We'll just <laughs> we'll just isolate yeah. the uh, PVP complaint uh, into like a segment, and we'll just timestamp it, and then people can skip it. Or we could just force people to listen to it, like we do every episode. It's fine with yeah. me too. All right, Bordy, it's been a good one. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on another episode of New World to Go. There it is, baby. That episode was out of control. Uh, I mean, I think episode. most of them are now. Yeah. I want to know if Home Dude's still in chat. Where's he at? Nah, What's his left. name? He left. Shiesty? Shasta. Was that his name? Shiesty? Yeah. He left. Shasta? Yep. He's gone. Well, uh -oh. he might still be here. I don't know. If he's still here, I got a word for you. You're an idiot, bro. <laughs> well, I said okay. what I said. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not sugarcoating it. Dude, you can yeah. if you want to. I'm not. You're no, an I'm not idiot, gonna, I bro, like the debate. And then you, you, uh, well, there was no debate. Some of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth is pure ignorance. So it's oh, maybe like, I bro, didn't see it. I, I have no patience for that whatsoever. Shasta, you're a freaking moron, dude. Like, come at me if you want to. I don't care. You're an idiot. Like, my dude. God, bro. Like, so, like dude, say? I'll go back and check. The well, messages. you try to have a uh, like a like a uh, you try to answer questions and have like a uh, valid conversation with someone and he just wants to.